The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. Just to end with, this, with, this, with a true story, a 100% true story. I was asked by, by my Talmud to keep this anonymous. But you guys could trust me. But it's this special story, that's why I'm giving such an introduction. A Talmud of mine had his brother's chasana. And that very day of his brother's chasana, he started a very intense graduate program. I'm going to leave out some details because they want to keep it anonymous some, and maybe people could put it together. But, so I'm, not, I'm just not telling you which type of graduate program it was. You got it, right? Gonna, anyways, he started a very intense graduate program on the day of his brother's chasana. But it was, it was all the class, all the graduate program at that day was all on the computer, online, whatever it was. So he was just sitting, actually in his parents' home, if I'm not mistaken. So he had to be on, on these classes in the morning. His wife was nine months pregnant. They already had one child. And so they had to get a babysitter for their, for their young child for the chasana. So because he was very busy this first day of graduate school, he couldn't miss, his wife was driving to go get this babysitter. And went to pick up the babysitter, and unfortunately was in a terrible car accident. Mom, is the car totaled. And he's in the middle of the class, he starts getting calls from random numbers, but he doesn't pick up. Eventually he gets a call, he sees it's a wife's number, and he just hears his wife crying, and he, he makes out this was some accident. He gets he gets in his car. And he runs over, and he, my blocks are blocked off with ambulances and police cars. It looked like serious. He was very nervous. Baruch Hashem, he gets. She's in the ambulance, but she's Baruch Hashem. Physically, they believe one hundred percent fine. He couldn't when he, he saw the car before he saw her. He was like, "Mom is so nervous because the car was destroyed." And, but they wanted to take her into the hospital to just confirm that everything was okay with the baby. So they're going to take her in the ambulance to the hospital. So he goes with her to the hospital. And again, this is in the afternoon, hours before his, his brother's wedding. But obviously this is the most important thing in the world. And they go to the hospital. And they check out on Baruch Hashem. They see that everything's fine with the baby. But because of all this trauma, because of what, what happened, the doctors, she was already in her ninth month, well... The doctors decided they should induce her so that make, sh- make sure there are no issues and they sh- she should give birth now. But they say because they're inducing her and it was already a couple weeks earlier, whatever, a few weeks earlier, whatever it was, it was going to take a while, it wasn't something. So they, they induce her and she basically says that he could go, you could leave and go to the wedding because nothing's happening over the next few hours, you shouldn't miss your brother's wedding. Now the only other problem was, to top this all off, when she got into the hospital, they saw there was some sort of blood count within her, within the, the pregnant woman, that wasn't in a good place. Nothing to be concerned about with her, but because of that, whatever the exact situation was, I don't remember this detail, but they weren't able to give her an epidural. So this woman, 
who gets in this crazy car accident, has all this, you can't imagine, traumas, missing her brother-in-law's wedding, is in a hospital being induced without an epidural. But tells her husband, go to the wedding, because the contractions didn't start yet. She wasn't in the pain yet. And she sends him and says, I'll call you if I need you. And he gets to the wedding and he was there, I believe he was there just for the chuppah, and got to dance with his brother like right after the chuppah, and then she basically called him and said, I think you have to come back. And not because, she, I don't think she was ready to deliver, but because the pain was like excruciating and she needed him by, the, by her side. So he of course goes back to the hospital. It wasn't so pushed even like leaving the hospital, going back to the hospital, because this was in like the midst of COVID and... But he like, somehow he like, I think escaped from the hospital and went back in. There's a whole, that's another story. And Baruch Hashem, she had a healthy, beautiful girl. But listen to this. In the midst of like the incredible excruciating pain, in the midst of it, which none of, again, I can't imagine. And none of you should ever have to imagine. And it's not just the physical pain. Imagine what it was, the whole tr- the, the day and the trauma and getting into this accident and being worried about yourself and worried about your, your baby and, and missing your brother-in-law's wife, everything that's going on. In the midst of it all, my Talmud sees his wife davening. Now that's, that we could all imagine, right? That's what we do as Jews when we're in pain, right? When we're suffering. When we're going through difficulty, we call out Hashem to help us. But listen to this. She wasn't davening for herself. She was davening for a family member and a friend. She had a family member who unfortunately had fertility issues for a long time and was unable to have a child. And she had a friend in the same predicament. In the midst of all this pain and all this suffering, in the midst of everything she went through that day, she decided that if the Evishter gave us this Nisayon, it must be for something much bigger. And Baruch Hashem, she had a beautiful baby, and that's amazing and incredible and the biggest simcha in the world. But she said it must be for something big. And she decided, I'm going to use it to daven for my family member and my friend. I'm going to use it to beg their bunch of, you did this for me. Bring out Simcha from this. Hazorim Bidima Barina Yiksoru. Both of these young women were for a very long time not able to have children dealing with, you could imagine. You should never imagine. Nine months later, nine months after her baby was born, two days apart, both of those women had babies. Nine months later, two days apart. I think they had the same due date even initially. They both had children. The koyach of tefillah is off the charts. You know what I believe that was? It wasn't just tefillah. Tefillah is big, and tefillah works, and tefillah is incredible, and don't stop davening. But that's a balas chesed. That's someone who's living everything we're speaking about tonight, of putting others above ourselves, of caring for others, of giving to others, of emulating their bonus home. I completely mevatel myself. It's not about me. I'm here for others. I live for others. I'm here to help others. I'm here to help my friends, my family, other, anyone. 
And when Hashem sees that, how could Hashem not answer such a tefillah? Zaychet to two children being born. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire dot org.